0: Welcome to live in the Messiah's love. I'm your host Kimisha Lucier, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. Welcome back. We are looking forward to getting into the Word of God with you today and continuing our journey on the Basic Training of God's Warrior S- um, Series. My beloved is here as usual. And before we get started, let's pray. Our Father. In heaven, hallowed be your name in the almighty name of Jesus. We just exalt you. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever Lord. And we just thank you Jesus for who you are. We thank you that your name is highly exalted and is the name given above every name and that at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess above the earth, on the earth and under the earth that you are Lord. And Jesus, we willingly decree and declare and glorify your name and say that you are Lord, not just of all these places, but you are our Lord in my life, Jesus, you are Lord. And you deserve all the glory and all the honor and power and authority belongs to you. And I just thank you, Jesus. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your tender mercies. And we thank you, Lord, that you, your love and your character and your nature, you never fail. And we have nothing to say but thank you, Lord. Nothing to say but thank you. And, Lord, we just give you free reign have your way. And we long for, we desire to see your kingdom come on this earth and Everything here be established and set up and set forth exactly how you desire it in heaven, Lord. We long for it. We desire it. We live to do your will, O Lord. And that is our greatest desire, just like it is your great desire, Lord and Savior, to see your Father's will done perfectly here on the earth, just as it is in heaven. So complete your will, Lord. Glorify your name in the earth and let your word be established. We just thank you for it, Jesus. We thank you for the listeners. We thank you for blessing their lives and leading them and guiding them according to your good pleasure and doing all things in excellence as you always do. In Jesus' almighty name we pray, amen. 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 So we hope you're blessed today. Hope you've been having a good week and you're getting ready and looking forward to Christmas coming up. That's always a time that we celebrate our Lord and Savior coming into the earth. But also because we are his warriors, we are always standing at the ready for the command of our Lord to do his will and to work in um, alignment with the guiding of the Holy Spirit and what the the um, topic the subject the desire that the Holy Spirit is looking to bring to pass in the earth okay this episode, uh, we're going to talk about case studies. We, we mentioned that in the previous episode that we'd be doing that and looking over some examples of um, spiritual warfare. We've talked about communication. We've talked about um, different points therein, and we just want to get into the Word and look at some examples. We're also going to look at it, um, an example, at least one example, in the the book that we've been reading, The Name of Jesus by Kenneth E. Hagan. My love, did you want to say something?
1: Uh, Well, yes, um, we have been talking about spiritual warfare, Mm -hmm. combat, and as we said in a previous episode, in combat, each warrior, each individual must learn how to shoot, move, and communicate. Mm -hmm. So as we go through these case studies, we're going to be pointing these things out, how it looks... I'll say, to our eyes and our ears. Mm-hmm. First spiritual, but also natural, right? Uh, understanding that, seeing it, I'll say, in pra- or put in practice mm-hmm. by our Lord and Savior. The the pattern example for all of us to follow. Amen. So, we have a springboard scripture.
0: Amen. Can you read that for us, darling? Yes,
1: it's from John 8, 28 and 29 which says, So Jesus said, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do nothing on my own initiative, but as I speak these things, excuse me, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, we have a, we have a second springboard scripture as well. It's also in John 8, uh, verses 49 through 51. <clears throat> Actually, I'll, I'll start in verse 48. Okay. It says, the Jews answered and said to him, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. But I do not seek my glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death.
0: Amen. Now, I know these are familiar verses of scripture. And as we look through these case studies, we want to take the time to not see things the way we think they were written or the way that we think they were supposed to be looked at or the traditional standpoint. But we're looking in these case studies to observe the actions and the movement of our Lord and Savior and also the outcome, but know how to interpret the information that comes Mm -hmm. to us and to observe him, not from a place of um, being sidetracked or distracted in our focus that we're just looking at, it worked, oh, wow, you know, um because the Lord oftentimes referred to the unbelieving um Jews the the um, Pharisees and the Sadducees and scribes as those who looked for a sign mm-hmm. before they would release their faith, before they would believe the truth or accept or acknowledge the truth that Jesus is Lord. And we are not gonna, we're not those people. We're not of that mindset and that attitude. And by people, I mean folks that are unbelieving, whomever they are. Ethnicity is irrelevant to that.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, absolutely. Honey. And we're doing that again through case studies. Mm-hmm. In a case study, an individual looks at all the information before them mm-hmm. and if you will i'll say dissects it so they can understand exactly what happened moment by moment so they can understand why something was successful or why it wasn't successful of course mm-hmm. with the lord as he said very plainly there's always success because it's the father working through him he always does the things that are pleasing to him nothing of his own initiative if we want the same type of results that Jesus had in his earthly ministry, then we have to do things and examine them so we can do them exactly as our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, did them.
0: Okay, amen. So let's look at our springboard scriptures. And another thing about case studies um, is that you dive deep into them and not just look at the superficial... appearance of information to you. So I have a uh, a background in the medical field. And we look at case studies to understand how to decipher and interpret disease processes or know the right action to take when a certain kind of situation presents itself to us. You have a military background, Absolutely. my love. And you look at them, not for medical purposes, but to see the, the strategies that worked in the past, to see the things, as you said, that did not work in the past. What and it teaches you how to think critically because you're looking at information beyond the superficial. Someone who is uninformed only looks at the surface. Absolutely. Someone who has been taught and trained looks deeper and sees the truth about a situation, the reality. Mm -hmm. Now, in Scripture, when we're talking about the the Word of God, seeing truth is um, definitive because God's Word is truth. And we're not looking, again, from the standpoint of passers-by, people are just in the crowd uh, coming around just to see a spectacle, but we are followers of Jesus Christ. We are his disciples. And more than that, we are training to become elite warriors. So we need to know the who, what, when, where, why, and how our Lord and Savior moved. And our motives have to be pure and clean in this. In our springboard scriptures, God in the flesh said about his walk, with the father and his service to the father is that he did nothing of Himself, nothing to exalt himself. Only what pleased the father, only what the father said was right for him to say in the exacting moment that it was appropriate and necessary and right by the father's standard for the Messiah to say it. And he only did the things that were pleasing to God, not in a religious Wrote kind of way but a moment by moment being led by holy spirit Amen. as the father designed purposed intended and desired for him to operate when he put on his natural body but this wasn't the first time jesus began to operate like this this is how he's always been Amen. and he is consistent throughout um, the word of god but throughout eternity this is who he is so we made in his image and his likeness who have remo- renewed our mind and um, been transformed <laughs> into the image of Christ, we look at things the way he does. And also, a big, a big, 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 big big part of this is that he did not seek his own glory. Amen. But the glory of the Father. And, I, and, the, and let me just be real with you and be very honest. As we have come out of the world and we've come into the kingdom, we've looked at people who have had... Seemingly big ministries, or they seem like they were important, or people in the scriptures that seem like they had quote unquote power. And we've looked at that and desired it. And you know, you wouldn't necessarily admit that to anyone verbally. I just want to be important. I want to be special. I want to be, I want to know what it's like to have this kind of power and, and, and be powerful in the things of God, or, or, um, take for myself some of the glory that belongs to the Father. No one would say that out loud. And the that that's a, a genuine believer, but you also have to realize <laughs> human nature and human flesh is what it is. So you have to constantly clarify and purify your own motives. Absolutely. Darling has something you want to uh, say? Well,
1: people did say that out loud. They said it aloud in scripture, that when he sent out his disciples, they came back and their report was Look, we did all these things, right? Even the demons were subject even to us even the demons in your were subject name. to us in your name. So no, they they did say it, and they did argue, and they were things right? The Absolutely. Important in the kingdom of God. So, <laughs> so let's recognize that that's not the pattern example set forth in Christ. Mm-hmm. That is a fleshly ordeal. Mm-hmm. And notice how Jesus, if you examine that part of Scripture out, he corrects them and says, "Don't don't be." Don't, Don't worry about these that. things, yeah, right? More... Rejoice that your names are written in the in the Lamb's book of life.
0: Amen to that.
1: So Amen. that's where we're at and where the Lord is having us come from as we look at these or examine these case studies so we can understand the deeper things of the Lord mm-hmm. and apply them to our, I'll say, our life and our ministry. not just our ministry, your, you for your ministry, the ministry the Lord has for you to do as his warrior.
0: Amen. Amen. So let's look at our first, we're going to turn to Mark chapter 9. This is our first case study, and we're going to look at verses 16 through 29. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of bullet points that we're going to look at, uh, we're going to discuss as we go through this particular um, case study. One is looking at the kinds of questions we should ask God. Now we talked about, there's a difference between asking God questions for clarity and to strengthen your faith, to get guidance and understanding. And then there's questions, questions that are questioning God, like, Lord, I don't know if you know what you're talking about. Are you serious about that? So there are right questions to ask God. Um, And then kind of subcategory to that is that there are categorical promises and authority that's been granted unto us. Um, the, the Great Commission that we call it in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. Write these scriptures down if, if, you don't, if you're not doing that already. Um, also, you'll find categorical authority and promises that belong to us mm-hmm. in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19, and then a confirmation scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. A categorical promise or authority means it's something that God has already said yes to in a blanket form. You come back and ask God for questions, or you're listening to the Holy Spirit on specifics on how to operate in that categorical promise or that categorical authority that's already been granted to you. So you don't come back and go, well, if it is your will, Lord, tell me to cast this devil out. Nah, rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That's a lie from the adversary, and it's twisting the word of God. So your stance is, Lord, you've already said that I would cast out demons in your name, I see one, right? There's a situation presenting itself. Holy Spirit is already confirming that this is demonic activity. And you listen to Holy Spirit to tell you exactly what to say or do in the situation. Um, next, we're going to talk about, or as we go, we're going to talk about using our faith intentionally. Amen. Faith is a weapon. It's a shield And if you know anything about warfare, a shield is meant to block things, but it can also double as a battering uh, force if someone is too close. It can be offense and defense. Primary would be defense, but if you're in close proximity, it turns to offense. Um, Meaning you can hit somebody with your shield (laughs) and (laughs) incapacitate them. Mm -hmm. Um, And by somebody, I mean the adversary. Amen. Um, And then... Understanding this, establish it forever in your heart, in your mind, and throughout your entire being. When the word of the Lord goes forth, it is finished. It's finished. No matter what you see, no matter what you hear, when you release the word of God obediently to how the Holy Spirit is leading you, it's done. The job is done, mm-hmm. no matter what happens after that. So let's get into Mark chapter 9, verses 16 through 29. Will you read that for us, darling?
1: Absolutely says, and he asked, excuse me, and he asked them, what are you discussing with them? Actually, let's start at verse 14 so they can understand <laughs> the <whole thing. laughs> You
0: were going to do that. Okay, go yes. ahead, Eddie. I love you. When they
1: came back to the, <laughs> the, to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. Immediately, when the entire crowd saw him, they were amazed and began running up to greet him. And he asked them, what are you discussing with them? And one of the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought you my son possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it slams him to the ground and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. I told your disciples to cast it out and they could not do it. And he answered them and said, "O unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him, and when he saw him immediately, the spirit threw him into a convulsion. And falling on the ground, he began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. And he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, "From from childhood. It has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again. After crying out and throwing him into terrible convulsions, it came out, and the boy became so much like a corpse that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and raised him, and he got up. When he came into the house, his disciples began questioning him privately, Why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. Or your version, depending on which translation you have, might say, This kind comes out by prayer and fasting.
0: Amen. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Okay. So one more bullet point that I wanted to add. Fear not. Amen. Fear not, fear not, fear not. Remember that it's not you who's doing the work. You're the mouthpiece that God is speaking through, and it's the name of Jesus who does the work, and the Father, and all the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are fueling and powering the name of Jesus to do what it's supposed to do. So your job is not to look at the circumstance and the situation and take a personal assessment where I think this is that, or I see this before. No, 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 no. Your job is to listen to what Holy Spirit says, do what he says to do. And then your stance, your mind, your attitude, your confidence and your boldness is that it's done the moment the word of the Lord goes forth. So I want to start with you, honey. Um, when it says this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. I have the new King James Version, and that's what it's sure. saying. Did you have any thoughts that you wanted to share on that um, part right there? And then we're going to start working on it. Well,
1: that. we said this in, a, in an earlier episode, but it bears repeating. Prayer, true prayer, or as it says concerning, or if anyone among you is sick, let them let, bring them to the elders of the church, and they will pray the prayer of faith. Well, what have we been teaching this entire time and, and learning? The prayer of faith is simply asking the Lord, what if we don't know? What do I ask you for, Lord? Mm-hmm. Or like we just read in our springboard scripture, the Lord said, well, let me get there again. <laughs> we'll just read it directly. Thank you. It says, I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. So asking the Lord, what do you want me to say concerning this situation? Mm-hmm. receiving the answer from the Lord mm-hmm. and that also goes with the doing right he is not always he has not left me alone for i always do the things that are pleasing to him Amen. so the prayer of faith is receiving from the Lord what he wants you to say and do concerning the situation and then the faith aspect obedience is saying that exact thing he just the instruction wisdom guidance knowledge revelation (laughs) insight wisdom and the understanding he just gave you to say and or do whatever it is he just told you to say and or do that's that's faith that's it that's the prayer of faith that's it now the The, fasting part Mm -hmm. right because there's both now fasting is not what we we typically think or have been taught concerning fasting well you just give up food for a period of time, and, mm-hmm. and that's fasting. Or mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Others have taught, well, it's not even food, it's giving up maybe electronics or, oh, whatever, or whatever it is. It is yes, right? Something of
0: pleasure, something, something of pleasantness that, that you the you flesh enjoy. enjoys.
1: Mm-hmm. No, Jesus said very plainly in, in Isaiah 58, Is this not the type of fast I would choose? And then he goes into all these very specific things that would happen, mm-hmm. right? But if we look at Isaiah 58, also look at isaiah 61 where he says the spirit of the lord's upon me he has anointed me to do these things right Mm -hmm. and and he goes in this but if you look at from isaiah 58 verse 6 through the end of the chapter Mm -hmm. and you also examine isaiah 61 Mm -hmm. the entirety of the chapter all 12 verses you will find that they all but mirror each other Mm -hmm. so it's not about a fast of withholding Food or something necessarily from your temporary period of starvation. That, thank you. Mm-hmm. It is not that. The what the Lord is saying and talking about here this time comes out by prayer and fasting is a fasted life mm-hmm. where there is nothing in your life that is preventing you, your ears from hearing what the Spirit is saying, mm-hmm. your eyes from seeing the Lord and how he is moving or desires that you move in this situation. Perceiving the Lord and observing him. Exactly. Uh Thank Uh you. And then you, because of your willingness and obedience, which comes from your love for the Mm -hmm. Lord, your faith in him and your future or your hope is in him. You are obedient to say and or do the things that he says to say and do. There's nothing stopping you. You are pure, clean, spotless, blameless before Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. That's what the Lord is talking about. There's nothing to prevent you from clearly hearing and or seeing what the Lord through through Holy Spirit is instructing you to say and or do. Mm -hmm. Clearly and accurately hearing him.
0: Amen. There's nothing standing between you and God to hear him and then to willingly obey and to move in Perfect harmony and synchronization with him. Amen. Okay. So you don't fast devils out. You don't sit. No, no, no. Hear what the Lord says and go do it and have confidence in his name. Doing the work. Amen. Thank you for that, honey. And all those scriptures that you mentioned in Isaiah also line themselves up again. A fasted lifestyle lines up with the Lord saying, I only do what pleases the Father. That's it. That's it. I I chasing myself to this diet and this regimen. And he actually called it food to do the will, a secret food, actually, food that you don't know anything about to do the will of the Father who sent me. Or
1: what Paul says, right, if we utilize Paul, because look at what he says, which he was saying what the Lord said, I buffet my flesh daily. I crucify myself daily. Mm -hmm. He keeps the flesh buffeted. Like a a prize fighter, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He's strict, in his regiment, mm-hmm. or strict or regimented, like a warrior of the Lord needs to be.
0: He's ready any day, any time, anywhere. all times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, darling. So now, let's go back up a couple verses from um, verse 29 where we just were. Verse 26. And actually, verse 25 and 26. Here's what Jesus did. Because he knew the power of his word, he heard from the Holy Spirit what to do. And he said exactly what the father was ministering through Holy Spirit to deal with this situation in front of him. He didn't rely on his own ability, skill, or any of that. And he released the word of the Lord. He released his word concerning it, the word of the father, because remember, he says only what the father tells him to say. So he released (laughs) the word of the father. And then in verse 26, something strange happens. Mm -hmm. the spirit cried out and convulsed him greatly and came out of him. After he had spoken the word. Right. So the symptoms appeared to get worse. Mm -hmm. And so for someone who is unsteady, someone who's just trying it out, someone who is fearful, someone who is not confident in the name of Jesus Christ and doesn't understand the power and the potency of the word of God and the name of Jesus Christ would become afraid because I said what you said, and Lord, it, look, it looks like it got worse.
1: Fear, and then begin to doubt.
0: So that, if we look at what, how Jesus operated, and then we go back to the beginning of the section that we were reading where the Father had taken the, the Son to the disciples, and they weren't able to do mm-hmm. anything. Why do you think that is? because they were looking at the outward demonstrations. We see that again, when they were in the boat and he said, go to the other side, the storm rose up. They looked at the storm, right? Uh Peter, when he was walking on the water, looked at the (laughs) waves and the wind becoming boisterous and his faith waned, okay? So that's why we don't judge by what our eyes interpret, see or think or emotions, because they lie. They're connected to this world. They need to be renewed by the word of God and transformed, right? by the word of God, so that we're not conformed to this world, but we're conformed and transformed into the image of his son. Mm -hmm. But how did Jesus operate? He knew how to look with his natural eyes and with his spiritual eyes. And he let his spiritual eyes dictate and rule and govern and direct him, connecting with the Father, as well as his agreement and confidence that everything the Father does, he knows everything, and he's always right, and it's always going to finish the work. It is finished, okay? Uh, And...
1: and before someone can say, oh, well, it doesn't say anything about our spiritual sight. No, it, it absolutely not. It may not hear. But what was Elisha's prayer for his servant? Lord, open his eyes that he would see that those that are with us, mm-hmm. there are many more with us than there are those against us. Also, what did Jesus say towards the beginning when he was choosing or telling his disciples to come follow him? He said to one, I saw you under the tree. Mm-hmm. So, no, his, his spiritual eyes are also open. So you know. just so we understand it info.
0: Amen. Amen. And then there's also this, the discerning of spirit that's in operation here. Amen. Um, Jesus was able to have a calm conversation with the father about while the devil is putting on this whole shenanigans, flopping around, foaming, gnashing teeth, and all this stuff with the young boy, Jesus was not disturbed. He was clear-eyed and focused on the father in full-on confidence so that he was able to...
1: <laughs> and, and, and I would say both, right, his heavenly father, but he's also speaking to the boy's, the boy's father, father mm-hmm. and just having a conversation. Oh, we, uh, he's watching mm-hmm. these convulsions happen at the beginning. Well, how long has this been going on for? Right, I'm just having a conversation.
0: Exactly. He was Not moved for one second. He wasn't panicked. He was not rushed. Exactly, He was not afraid that if he didn't act soon enough, something bad was going to happen. There was no fear in our Lord and Savior in dealing with this. Perfect alignment with the Father. And then when he released the Word, he was able to minister to the boy's dad. And that's Amen. what I meant. He was talking to his natural father, but yes. he's always listening to the Holy Spirit. And his father, through the Holy Spirit, he was able to talk with him and encourage his faith because the dad was the open door, the connection point for the son to get released from that that mm-hmm. uh, delivered from that demonic oppression um and also speak and release the word of god to the um con- over the boy over the boy that's the right child, and, and yes. con- casting the devil out and um seeing or um being a party to the fulfillment of the word of god
1: mm-hmm.
0: being delivered as it's opposed to the manifestation of it so we're just about out of time, but I want to leave you to meditate on this and spend some time looking over this yourself. There's more to say, but we're just about out of time for today. So meditate on this, spend time with the word of God, and let the Holy Spirit minister it to you. And we'll pick up on the next episode. We thank you for being here with us. We love you. God bless you. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on Connect in the mini bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says Subscribe.